I guess I've already told you about my condition. Funny every time I see you. You don't remember where you've been or what you've just done. I can't make new memories. Everything just fades. What's the last thing you do remember? My wife. That's sweet. Dying. You really want to get this guy, don't you? My wife deserves vengeance. When you find this guy, what are you going to do? Kill him. Somebody's got to pay, Lenny. Somebody always pays. You have to be very careful. You wander around playing detective. Maybe you should start investigating yourself. This guy is so dangerous, he's gonna kill me. Who is he? What do you want from me? I want my life back! I think someone's trying to get me to kill the wrong guy. You can question everything. You can never know anything for sure. There are things you know for sure. You can't trust him. Even if you get revenge, you're not gonna remember it. You're not even gonna know that it happened. Who did this to you? You did. You don't know who you are. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is week two of October Noir, and uh, we are ge- joined by special guest Nate Ragolia. Am I saying correctly? You, you did perfect, and it didn't even take a 90 minutes Pison. of sorting out the clues to You could have just out. said Nate. Well, you know, I'm going to give the whole name. I want to test myself on a, no, it, on a last no, name that ended in a vowel. It Nate, could be Nate Last Burleson. name R. <laughs> yeah, Nate R. No, that's too obvious. We'll go yeah, with yeah. N. Regolia. Oh, yeah, we'll Writing <laughs> out of Little St. James Highland, Nate, Nate Hard R. Regolia. Oh, you beat me with a hard R. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try to get it out so quick. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We have, a, we, have, we have a hive mind when it comes to hard R jokes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Thanks so for having week, me on watched, the show. Yeah, Absolutely. welcome, Nate. We watched Memento. Yes, we watched Memento. Christopher Nolan's. Christopher Nolan's Memento, huh? Memento, <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's fucking Memento disease. Um, yeah, his second film, not his. Was first that your film. Joey Pants? That's not bad. No, no, no yeah. that's, uh, that, that's that's not, the, that's, that's uh, uh, too much tuna. Yeah, it's not actually works out to be an okay Joey Pants. What are there those? Uh, Amber Neighbors. No, that's, that's just fucking Peter Griffin or maybe Lois. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, John? What's that guy's name? John Mulaney. And oh yeah, Mulaney. and everybody hates him because he like had a kid or something with a woman he cheated on his wife with or some nonsense. So he got canceled a couple of months ago. And he got Nick canceled Hull. for well, you know, uh, who cares? I mean, who can, who can even keep track of how people get canceled anymore? Jesus got canceled, and we see how oh, that works out. Yeah, he got he by the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Originators. <laughs> Double P, Pontius Pilate. Originators of cancel culture, the Pontius Romans. Pontius Pilate, the Elizabeth Warren of the uh, biblical age. And uh, what's his name? Yeah. Was, was redeemed. Uh, Barbosa. What was that guy? That, that Barabbas. They, Barabbas. Yeah, the Barbosa. Guy they Barbosa, yeah. Captain Barbosa. Either you're referring to Captain released. Barbosa from, from Pirates of the Caribbean or Leandro Barbosa. Barbosa. <laughs> the I, I forward just, for the Phoenix Sun. I just couldn't think of Barabbas. I always, yeah, I, yeah it's great. Hey, what the fuck? We, let's get in, let's talk about movies and stuff. Jeffrey yeah, Rush was movies. Are, I mean, those movies are, movies. No, are just... I wanted to talk about Carabas, the Italian restaurant. Carabas! 
<laughs> oh, that place sucks. Oh my god. Oh, fun Carabas story about was, fun story place. about my white trash mother. She's visiting from uh, from the eastern shore, right? And they live out in like chicken country. There's like nothing out there. So she visits me, and I live ten minutes outside of Baltimore. For all those of you that don't know, and I'm like, we can go to any restaurant you want if you want, and just tell me the kind of food, and I'll take you to. You know, there's a lot of great restaurants in the city. My mom's like, I want to go to Caravas. I'm like, bitch, we are not going to a fucking chain restaurant. Like I took her a little. She wanted good Italian food. Yeah, I took her to Amici's. That place is brilliant. Should have taken her to. Pizzeria Uno. <laughs> yeah, I hope really, the entire time scale. <laughs> hope the entire time she's in Amici, she's kept Mitch like just like muttering like this is not Carabas. No, like, she loved uh, it. She loved it. it, it was just Amici's. I'm, uh, is it Amici's? One of those places has those big like fried mozzarella chunks. It's like a oh, half moon of mozzarella, just deep fried. Oh, I know you're, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. It's one of the big. It's either Chipperellis or Amici's. One Amici's of them. Amici's got know. that that pane rotunda, which is just a whole loaf of bread smothered in shrimp. That's so good. A, All right. Was it owned by Don Amici? Is that the connection or no? I no, but so. I, I wish that'd be amazing. I thought it was the connection. I could. No, I think it's just a regular ass Italian. No, game. you're thinking of that. That pizza place that was owned by Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, for a little Chaz. Bit, it, was the, it was there for like a fucking year, and they only played uh, what's it called, a Bronx Tale. It was fucking hilarious. Every time over I drove past, again. It, it's a Bronx Tale. It's like, yeah, we know who you are, dude. Uh, anyway, goddamn. Uh, what did you Nate, all watch? What have you this watched week? for the last six years? There you go. Yeah. Oh man, Nate, what have you watched <laughs> over so many your things. entire life? What have you watched? <laughs> it, Actually. You know, I guess it, 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 for for those of you that that aren't familiar, Nate, introduce yourself to the four people that aren't you that listen to this show. Oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm Nate. I uh, I I co-founded Space Boy Books with Sean. So uh, we publish science fiction books, even though reading is dumb. We all agree it on that. It is dumb. Yeah, yeah, we're, books. Stupid. we're a hard anti-book podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and God help us if your movie came from a book. You already got one strike against you. Uh, but uh, yeah, other you, than that, I, I have a, a podcast of my own called A Vague Idea that uh, everybody's been on. We did a crossover about Jaws, which yeah. was a lot of fun. That was, and, yeah, we, uh, did a, yeah. we did a, 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 a smash em up. Yeah, we've all been on it individually, except for Gogs, who sucks. That's true. Yup. Wow. <laughs> Gogs, we'll Gogs, we'll get you on there. We'll get you on there. Don't. I mean, if they ever do, if they ever do, if they ever do, if they ever do an expert of like, I don't know, chain middle class rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, make it, do a do an episode about sous vide cooking. Yeah, no. he is good at that. You have like a white cooking in general. Like, Gogs, yeah, good at the benefits yeah. of it. Just yeah, we could do like a we could do good. like a kitchen episode and talk is about that, cooking is stuff. That, that would be the, interesting. Yeah, but not just fun. cooking. It has to be like unnecessary kitchen appliances. Yeah, oh yeah, no, it's got to be like okay. Is like is Subi the that. fish tank thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subi's okay. you're, you're adding heat slowly. It's no really good, actually. Yeah. He made me yeah. a steak with that thing. It was delicious. But I don't, I don't need a pity invite. I'm just gonna start my own <laughs> trivia podcast. It's not a pity invite. There's there's the God's rage we dealt with. I'll just fake all the guests myself this week. <laughs> Man, this this God's trivia podcast always has Christopher Walken on there. Gogs is like Gogs is doing like the clumps the podcast, but with Gogs, he plays every character. But I get all but, but you can hear wrong, him running from chair to chair for some reason. Oh, he actually he actually has five directional five and five webcams. And I gotta do like quick costume changes. Yeah, yeah, you gotta throw those wigs on and everything real quick. That's fucking. What do you What do you think about it, Marge Simpson? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, we gotta do that. Yeah, my, my podcast is just it's it's uh, fucking that's Mars a hilarious meatwad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Christopher Walken and I guess Sexual maybe Gary Busey. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on, guys. Real the world. But it's like a I, hardcore leftist podcast too. But it's all oh, yeah, fictional it's characters. Like, like yeah. in, in person, we'll cut down this capitalist society. <laughs> Today we're talking about Peter Kropotkin. Uh, we're talking about trying to rise up the proletariat against the bourgeoisie. <laughs> I'm kind of into this show now. Yeah. Let's stop oh, yeah. what we're doing. We gotta, yeah. we gotta get Comrade Chad on that show. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ugh, All right. Well, good to have you, Nate. What did you watch? Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. Just we'll give you uh, it, recently. You don't have to. I'll do over the last week. I, I'm a listener to the show. I, I know what the rules are. I've watched, <laughs> Thank God uh, someone does. I've watched three things over the last Holy week. Holy shit. Three things. Speak of consequentially. Uh, I watched Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, which I had never watched all the way through. Um, but and then you knocked your wife out. <laughs> <laughs> um. You need those fucking good leads, man. For some reason, Gogs say that it, Gogs Gogs accused me of not liking that movie last week. For some I accused reason. someone randomly of not. Yeah, enjoying no, we were talking about Gary Glenn how Ross. you love boring movies, and then he oh, brought that no, movie yeah. up, and it's like he loves that movie. I absolutely <laughs> fucking adore that movie. But yeah, that's a it's a great movie. Uh, really good, ama- amazing performances. Like Jack Lemmon was great, and uh, yeah, and it's on Canopy, so you can watch it if you have a library card. Didn't for free. Uh, didn't Alec Baldwin? Wait, wait, wait! Aren't there books at libraries? <laughs> yeah, but there are yeah. also movies. Oh, um, and the, and there's also people with nothing else to do, just fucking. So it's oh, it's like a hell more about this library. <laughs> didn't uh, Alec Alec Baldwin get an Oscar for he his like, one scene in that? He did. Movie? He's yeah. in that movie for six minutes, and he got an Oscar. And they wrote that man. part for him to be in the movie. That doesn't oh, exist no in the play. Oh, I didn't know. Alec that. Baldwin yeah. played. Uh, played uh, Pacino's part on stage, oh. and they both wanted to be in the movie, so like we got to write something for for Alec Baldwin. So Mamet wrote that monologue to get Alec Baldwin in the movie, and it's oh, a standout nuts. performance. So if, if we're, if if we're if done you... with our, our talk about the theater, <laughs> more important news about that movie, uh, it's on the character of Gil. It's yeah, from, yeah, from The Simpsons. Yeah. That's, oh, uh, my hot that's... plate. I only had two payments left. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say that, uh, you know, you started talking about uh, plays. If you think we hate books, you really, you really don't know how we feel about plays. <laughs> it's just like books came to life. Like, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> um, the other thing I watched was uh, we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is now kind of a Halloween season viewing. Um, it's only the third time I've seen it, but every time I watch it, I, I get more out of it because do you watch like, it with people that yell the shit at the screen, or do you just like watch it like a regular ass movie? Jenny and I went to the Esquire Theater here in Denver for midnight showing, which was that people screaming shit, and that was the mm. first time I had ever seen it. I had yeah. no idea what was going on, yeah, because it's just like total chaos. Um, but yeah, the last night we just watched it on like Amazon Prime because it's it's free those from Bezos. I've never. I've never. That's like a, a cultural, like weirdo thing that like a lot of people that I know love, and I just don't understand it. Like I don't I, get it. I don't I, really enjoy the movie. I've seen it. I've seen it like as a movie. For some mm-hmm. reason, it used to be on Fox like all the time, like regular ass Fox. Huh. They used to always show it, and um, I've seen it at the Senator one time at like a midnight screening because I got it was like. Uh, you know, people be like, oh, you don't like it because you haven't seen it in the right environment. And I watched it that way. 
and it was also terrible because it was just like, oh, it's the same movie except it's loud and I can't hear it now. I think it was like the the half a generation before us that loved that movie because like I remember they showed it in Glen Burnie every Friday at midnight at Marley Station (laughs) Mall forever. But it was like when I was like, you know, 12 or 13, I think like if we had had older brothers or well, depending on what kind of brothers we had, would have enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I just I've never really I, it, it's never clicked with me. I don't know. Is it Tim uh, Curry's most famous movie? Or most famous? Yeah, that probably. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I like him better in Clue, but or, I think it's probably his most what? famous I bet role. You, I bet you it's Legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except yeah. I, I, for the longest time, I thought I thought that the guy in Legend wasn't Tim Curry. It was that guy that's in the bad guy in Cobra. Because he kind of just naturally looks oh, like the yeah, devil yeah. character. I had no idea it was Tim Curry under there. I just I was this many years old when I learned that was Tim Curry under there. You oh, didn't really? know? Oh, yeah. I, I did I not know. Surprised it's never come up on the show. Because I thought you guys know what I'm talking about that bad guy. He was like a bad guy in a million things. Yeah, he's guy. Guy. I just watched Cobra the other day. Yeah, yeah, that guy's got that face that looks he's like he's got like a big monster face. Yeah, he's got a monster yeah. face. <laughs> he's not a Zadar, but he's got a fucking. He's very similar to. He's face. like a more handsome Zadar. Well, I mean, that's everyone's a fucking like description. Yeah, I can grab a rock out of my yard. That's a more handsome Zadar. People say I look like a handsome Robert uh, speaking, Zadar. Speaking of Zadar and uh, Maniac Cop, so it's it's October now, and and I, you know, I'm in a lot of different movie groups, and people are like bring up different classic horror movies, and they're like, oh, Maniac. Cop's great. I'm like, no, it's not. Maniac Cop is boring as shit. Like, like it's so funny how many things. Like, I think people just remember that they like things, or enough people say that, oh, this is great, and then it's like, yeah, when's the last time you watched it? You know what well, I mean? The title, like, the, the title is awesome. The premise is cool. Like, I love the yeah. idea. A, a it, cop that that indiscriminately kills people. It's so unrealistic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's the, it's it's the crow paradox. Basically, it's what we. Uh, anyway, what else, well, Nate? I think there's that seasonal thing that happens, too, where, like, if you always watch a movie around Halloween or whatever, like, you, yeah. you like it. In the same way, like, Jingle Bells is a really shitty song, but every year at Christmas we all sing it. Like, oh, it's yeah. interesting. It's yeah. not. It's a dumb I mean, song. I sing it year-round. Yeah. I, call, yeah. I call Sean directly, tell him not to yeah. pick up the phone so I can leave voicemails. <laughs> As I'm oh, yeah. crying yeah. while that masturbating, I'm humming happened. Jingle Bells. <laughs> one time I called Sean and I did a whole Undertaker monologue. It was pretty great. It's it's the one time you've called me since I've known you. And it was just to tell me not to answer the phone when you called me subsequently two minutes later. <laughs> uh, last thing I watched, I've been watching Silicon Valley because I never watched it. So I it's kind of like I my late night burner. I've it's, heard it's very good. It's a fun show. It's like it's super formulaic though. Like every episode <laughs> is every episode ends on a new thing goes wrong, and then they're just fixing that the subsequent one. So it's I, it gets a little tedious. It's like it's kind of hard to binge because you sort of don't notice that you're watching it after a while. How insulting! I funny. Tom, I thought I I used to think that I loved that show. Yeah, but I think I only loved the first season because the last episode of the first season when they're doing all the math and the diagrams about how to jerk off a room full of like 400 people. Yeah. How would we do that? That is one well, of the gotta, greatest two scenes hands, ever. You gotta be this many inches away yeah, from each other. Their penises yeah. have to be touching and they have to be angled at the right <laughs> angle. So you can be getting two at once with every up and down stroke. I mean, that sounds hilarious. It and is right on release, one you gotta of the, let go and grab a new one because we're <sighs> wasting. Yeah. It is one of the okay. funniest scenes I ever saw in any TV show. 
it's but a, ev- it's like, like every judge, right? I don't know how far yeah, you are into judge. it, Nate, but I felt like every season is the same thing. Oh no, like it totally you said, is. It's like I'm I'm in season so five repetitive. now, and I couldn't really tell you what. Like all I know is I can follow the plot thread, which is this app keeps changing, but like nobody's really moving forward as characters yet. Other than TJ Miller's off the show now because of all his shit, and like yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can say is Roman's to Sean's post from months ago about like <gasps> name a soundtrack that's better than the than the thing it's from. Like the soundtrack for Silicon Valley is fucking killer. Like every credits uh, of that show, yeah, has a really that is true. Cool song on it, where I would love to have just the comprehensive, you know, all six seasons and just have that credit song. Available on a playlist because that's sure Spotify's got you covered somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be somebody who's done it. Probably. What was the the like serious sister show to that that people were watching for a while? It was like Crash Burn Override or some shit. It has some really was... oh the Nick Offerman Halt, show Halt Catch, and Fire. Catch Fire. Oh that's yeah, it. Halt and Catch yeah. Fire. That was I it. never watched or it. Or Mr. Robot. It was one of those. Oh two. God, Mr. Yeah. Robot. I well, brought you on this plane to tell you that I am gay. gay. <laughs> Because we're in international waters. <laughs> like, the worst fucking show. I don't know what people see in that thing. Also the gold standard. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's, that, that's all I Mr. Robot, I was triggered. <laughs> I, uh, I was live tweeting Sean when I watched the first episode yeah. of that show. Like, no, you made me watch like two episodes. And I remember <laughs> just texting literally, this is about the fucking gold standard. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, Nate, pass the mic, please. Sorry. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pass the mic to Gogs because Gogs was uh, gracious about not ever being on my show yet. Oh, <laughs> I like which I'll yeah. constantly remind you of. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna just keep twisting the knife. Um, <laughs> so I watched, uh, keeping with format, I watched two things. Two things. Two things. Uh, one uh, was a repeat viewing because I'm in a rut and I like things that make me feel comfortable. I rewatched Escape from New York because why not? Hell and it yeah. fucking slaps. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie gets to... better as it gets it older. It literally gets better every time you watch it. Like also... every time I watch Escape from New York, I'm like. Hell yeah, Escape that, from New York. That is a movie that feels like it's 15 minutes long. That movie moves. Like, it that just, movie is just like, it's a, it's a one and it's over. And you're like, oh, that was great. It's lickety split. Fucking Kurt Russell is just like, I don't know what he's doing, but I love it. I, uh, it's got an entire gigantic cast around it that's just being, like, insane. I fucking love that movie. Um, and then I watched a movie that is oh probably my. the most opposite of Escape from New York. I could have watched. Escape from I watched LA. Yeah, I watched Escape from LA. So, oh God, we did a show uh, on. Oh, is that the, is that the awesome one with the basketball? It's the better right. one. It's like we took everything <laughs> from New York and made it better. Oh God, it's so fucking bad. Yeah, we uh, still got to make I, Escape from Cleveland though. It's well, the crystal fucking, Pepsi to fucking, the uh, normal. Uh, Pepsi Carpenter keeps saying he wants to make another one. It's like no. That's dude. what that Ghost of Mars was supposed to be. Yeah, no. Oh, was Escape from Mars. We yeah. also did an episode on that. That yeah, I missed was, that one. That movie happened. <laughs> you didn't. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Uh, I watched the Green Knight, which Ooh, was nice. like really like beautiful and awesome. And I sent a whole bunch of text messages to TJ afterwards. Yeah, you because took, I was you like took an interesting take from it that I I didn't read into it, but I think it's an interesting it's, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting reading of the the, the text. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, with I mean, like without like. Yeah, I mean, who have we all seen it at this point? Alec, have you seen it yet? No, but I don't care if you talk about it. I have not, but go yeah, ahead. go ahead. ahead. At this point, I probably won't watch it for a while. 
I mean, the story is like four thousand years old. So you yeah, really I don't can't. read English. <laughs> I don't read British shit, yeah. man. Yeah, honestly, you've never heard the the legend oh, of the a, Green Knight. It's a it's a book that's old. So is the Bible. I don't read the well, Bible. It's not like a book. Like I, you've never like honestly, you never heard that story before. Like, I literally it's, never, I've never heard it. I think it's well established I, that the only English literature any of us knows anything about is the fucking Canterbury Tales, and it's only because Gogsvalk have seen fucking that Heath Ledger movie thirteen times. And that well, yeah. well also also. That movie about some British literature I can get behind. Also, Sean, yeah, yeah. Gogs, Gogs read that Hyperion book, and that is yeah. that is structured like the Canterbury Tales. I like, want to say that I listened to it because I don't read books because books are for idiots. Oh, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I actually just finished yeah. it. I really Gogs actually it. sent me that book as a housewarming gift. And it's I opened good. It. Like, what the fuck is this thing? It's pretty yeah. good. I, I enjoyed like, it. Oh, I it's look a forward book. To- I look forward. To, I look forward well, to the other one. If you had a fireplace, I thought you could use something to start yeah. fires. With. Okay, Gogs. Gogs, talk so, about Green Knight. Sorry, so Green Knight, it's we got uh, to focus. We got we got wrap. We're having uh, a lot of fun here tonight. Al. So it's, it's a beautiful loose. like it, like so it's the same guy who made uh the same guy who made a ghost story, and yeah, like you David can tell Lowry. the guy just loves like he he has like a he has a vision for like how he wants his movies to look, and he just sticks with it, and it's fucking gorgeous and striking. Um, I, f- I forget if I asked TJ this when he talked about it. Mm-hmm. Does it have an obtuse scene in the middle where the character looks <laughs> yeah. at yeah, the Bonnie camera? Prince Billy ex- show up to ruin the movie? <laughs> no, there is, there is, but there is like there is a sort of like I didn't think it was as heavy handed as it was in a ghost story, but there's sort of a heavy handed, and this is where I took. So the story is about like accountability and growing up and like honor and like just like, damn growing it, into responsibility. Right. Um, but like, there's this interesting, like when I watched, I kind of took it as there was this also sort of a, like a, like an accountability, not only for yourself and like growing up and like, you know, fucking take responsibility, but taking responsibility for like the world around us and like the environment around us, because there's, I read this sort of environmental message into it. And there is sort of a scene towards the middle where one of the characters kind of goes off on a little bit of a, I think it's a pretty nice, like, monologue but it's it's not like the fucking party scene in a ghost story um but there's that's like, a, it's it's really a testament to ghost story how good that movie is that that scene since there is a similar ish scene like you're saying do you think the guy just is like putting that in there because he's afraid people won't understand the movie no because i think i think he's i don't know maybe maybe he's just trying to drive it home for the dum-dums but like you get the idea well, they actually in this scene, in the, like in the ghost story one, he's kind of saying, "Here's the message of the movie." In this one, he's not really saying what the message of the movie is. He's sort of going off on this sort of tangent that I read oh, into it. The uh, in the ghost story one, the actress in that little chapter of the movie is the same actress from uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Captain America, the the or Falcon and Cap and uh, Winter Soldier, the girl that was like the head of like the the resistance or whatever. She's like Scottish or something. She, uh, uh, she's great, but she's Kesha, Kesha's in that scene too. Kesha, and oh, the, I'm sorry, I'm, and a ghost story, not of uh oh, oh, that's right, Green yeah, Knight. in the ghost, yeah, Kesha's story. in the Green Knight. She, she's, <laughs> I thought she's Captain America, America in the Green. She, uh, Knight. she, she wakes yeah. up and she brushes she, her teeth with a bottle of Jack. Yeah, beat me to yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's Green Knight's like it's. There's a scene at the end too that's just like like so. Deb Patel is just fucking. Great, everyone's great in this movie. Joel Everyman is great in it. Like, or uh, the the guy from the, the the guy from fucking Prometheus who plays King Arthur. Yeah, also um, from Possum. That guy's great. 
That guy's like real, really good in everything except which Prometheus. Which guy from Prometheus? The, the guy the that plays the scientist that makes yeah. all the bad choices and turns to a zombie. He's also oh, okay. in like the last two Mission Impossible movies. His name's like Sean. Sean something. He's in. Like I said, he's the lead actor in Possum, which is like a fantastic the Silent movie. Hill movie. Yeah, you gotta. Watch I gotta it. see it's that. So, it's so good. It's on the. But plot. then, but like, so the, the, very similar to Ghost Story. Towards the end of this movie, there is a scene where you basically you you like like in Ghost Story how they kind of time traveled, but they kind of stayed with the property sort of through the ages. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scene towards the end of this where you kind of move like time advances very quickly and you kind of get like a montage, but like of like life and changes. And it's just fucking awesome. Like I don't think there's a I don't think there's one word of dialogue over that entire yeah, scene. Yeah. And like you know exactly what's going on. You get all the weight of it. It's fucking beautiful. This movie is beautifully shot. It is just it, it's something else. I, I don't know if it would be everyone's cup of tea, but I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I'm it's it's, it's, like it's, it. it's provocative. It makes you think, and it's sort of challenging. I, I loved it. So, exact opposite of Escape from New York. I didn't have to think about a thing with <laughs> Escape from New York. I know what the plot is because it's the title of the movie. You need to escape from <laughs> New York. <laughs> Very base. It's not a um, Patton Oswalt joke. He's like, that's why I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like, you know exactly what you're getting. Like, <laughs> step one. But yeah, both those movies are bangers for very different reasons. Alec. Um, I watched fifty things. I watched two things. <laughs> oh, two, two things. Two things. The first one, first thing I watched was I watched Free Guy. Oh, oh interesting. And, uh, I want to know what you think of this movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was cute. Yeah. Like it was not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I didn't think it was nearly as bad as you guys made it out to be. I mean, I think like, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like offensive. A... It wasn't like. Eh. Terrible. Gogs hated it as much as TJ, right? Yeah, like, I hated it. Gogs didn't hate it. Gogs I'm, to- like, I'm tofu. If I had watched it next to Alec, I would have loved it. I watched it with TJ, so I didn't. Yeah, that's probably true. When you're paired up with a movie smarty, oh, you think smartly stop. about movies. That's a good that's a good with, podcast you're... concept for you right there, is just tofu and whoever your guest is, you're like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> That's what the show's about this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. I, I, yeah. I, um, I, I'm, I, I'm so tired of the fact that I've, I've gone back to every. It used to be when I was younger, but oh, TJ hates everything, and now I've gone right back to that. Like it's like, oh, what happened? I don't hate a flat circle. I didn't care. For no, this movie. isn't. This isn't about you. This is about Gogs. Your oh, everybody's okay. influence on Gogs. Oh, if he watched it with me, he would have loved it because we would have been cackling like idiots the whole time. It's recency <laughs> bias, just with people. People see bias. People But yeah, I thought it was fun. I liked the little Disney, Marvel, Star Wars gags they threw in there towards the end. Oh, you mean the one scene where they did it all in the span of like 35 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> he likes the part where they ready player one did. <laughs> it needed more of that. To be yes, quite honest. I, I agree with you there. I, the fact that they put it all in one fucking scene was like, it was too much. It was too much. They just didn't have that much money. It's like, here's the fucking Mega Buster. Here's the Captain America shield. Here's a lightsaber. Here's fucking gravity gun. Like, literally all at once. It's like, yep. spread it out. Um, The other movie I watched was some drivel on, Uh-oh. I don't even know, Tubi or, uh, <laughs> Tubi or Crackle. I don't know. It's called Cruel Shark. Have you guys heard of this movie? Or I'm nope. sorry, it might have been Cruel Jaws. I can't remember. 
this movie, this is a movie, this is a movie that, honest to God, we should have watched. I should have watched on the show with you. I didn't know how absurd it was going to be. So I'm just gonna. I'm not even going to tell you about the movie. I'm going to tell you about the production of the movie. Okay. It's 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 got an Italian director, but it's all American actors. And the director didn't speak English. Wait, is this this is, is the guy that directed movie, right? Troll Two? I don't know. I think th- this is from like the seventies, right, or sixties? No, it's from like the it's from like the mid nineties. Oh, okay. Um, literally all the shark scenes in this movie <laughs> are either stock footage of sharks, or they are legitimately lifted from the Jaws movies. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like That's they shoehorn in like a helicopter shark attack so that they can use the footage from Jaws 2 when the marine helicopter lands in the shark attacks. <laughs> it is fucking insane. And the acting is the acting is on par with like whatever that shark movie Gogs made us watch a few weeks ago. Land oh, shark. Land shark. But holy, like the one of the lead actors looked like a like non-union Mexican equivalent uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he was like probably like five eight, same like thinning hair on top, long blonde hair, and the handlebar mustache, bright blonde. Um, man, this movie is fucking terrible. But it was really, really funny how terrible it was. The effects are laughable. Like, like we could, like we legitimately could have made a better movie. <laughs> like lifting all the Jaws scenes, taking them, cutting them out of Jaws and putting them in our movie. Like, there's no way we couldn't have done better than this. There's a windsurfing fight race <laughs> against the Which, shark or against other windsurfers. Against other windsurfers, and then the shark interrupts it's like the road race, rash, but on the on and the attacks water. the windsurfers. Water rash. So it's like what's that? What's that red red dawn red sword skull thing where they all had like wind cars? I was thinking oh. Cobra Triangle, the Nintendo game. Yeah. What oh, yeah, what was that? that? Steel Dawn? Was Steel that Dawn. That Steel yeah, Dawn. That awful oh, yeah. Patrick Swayze movie we watched. Yeah, that movie sucked. Was, oh, um, according to IMDb, the guy that directed Cruel Jaws also directed a movie called Terminator 2. <laughs> yes, I did see that. And it looked, Is it it's just T-O-O? Like, no. No, it's just like the cover. It looks like... A shitty version of the cover from the original Terminator, but it just says Terminator Two. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> so the, the wiki good. for the wiki for Cruel Jaws says it was marketed briefly as Jaws Five colon Cruel Jaws, even though it has no association with the rest of the Jaws. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so this guy's fair. just taking swings. Well, it's well, like, it's Italian, so they they don't have they have a very fun concept of internet or uh, intellectual property yeah. and age of consent. Um, so now. <laughs> Oh wait, no. Well, it doesn't was... count if it's your daughter, right? <laughs> Terminator. So Terminator Two by Roberto Fellini or whatever this guy's name is, Bruno Mattai. His name is came Fellini. Out... Yeah, no, no. no. He came... <laughs> Terminator Two. His Terminator Two came out two years prior to James Cameron's Terminator Two. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> so James Cameron ripped him off. Oh, yeah. James Cameron ripped. They him ripped off. That they guy off. on they that one's Terminator Harlan, Two. Harlan Ellison, like Cameron, is just ripping everybody off. Well, to be fair, ter- nope. It, this is Terminator Number Two, <laughs> and then Terminator Two. Cameron is Terminator II, so I guess maybe that's how they're getting away with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any, anything else, Al? 
Um, I watched the first episode of Squid Game. I love it. And it intrigued me. It intrigued me enough to keep watching it. I'm gonna keep <laughs> watching, keep I, watching it. We watched it tonight, and we both were into it. I'm gonna tell you one thing. Stick around after episode two. Episode two is the worst episode of the whole season, but like it's kind of slow. But like the rest of it, I finished the whole thing. I loved it. I it, and it's one of those things where everyone's talking about it. It's like all the memes on Facebook. It lived up to the hype for me. I thought it was great. Like I love, I love the battle royal style storyline. Yeah, like every time. Yeah, you love Alex, the hunger. Go, you love the Hunger Games. Well, he does love the that. Hunger Games. Uh, did you turn to Stacy every five minutes and go? Is that true? No. <laughs> I, I, I saw. I, no, I saw. I, oh. I saw uh, something today where it was funny because I did the exact same thing. Where the, you know, in the show, they keep talking about all the money that they're going to win. And I had to Google, like, how much is that in American dollars? Oh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> like, how much is 45 billion won? I have no idea. So, uh, so, how much is your silly-ass money in Earth money? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, the millions and millions. It's like 125 yeah, I grand. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. But, uh, Alec, I think you'll like it. I, I, I really yeah, the enjoyed first it. Episode, the first episode I was into, like, we're going to keep watching it. The, the second um, episode is, like I said, just stay, stick through it. Because I, I watched the second episode, and I was like, uh-oh. And then, like, no, nah, it, it's really good after that. Um, that, I believe, I finished a Ted Lasso season two, and that's outstanding. Mm. Still need yeah. to watch I did, I, that. I did that, too. That was that was a good good button on a weird season in spots. Yes. It was more uneven than the first season, but it was a, it was a very good wrap-up. And I'm pretty sure they're only doing one more season. Which is great because I don't want them to ruin it by doing too much. Yep, absolutely. Are you watching uh, the fucking Jason Momoa show like Far or Near or whatever the hell? C. C. It had some. Dumb I literally, name. I've tried watching like two or three other Apple TV shows, and none of them are any good. Uh, when you said that, all I could think of was the fucking state episode where they're playing, they're hunting Muppets. Yeah. Show us far. <laughs> you know, there's a show, the morning show, Stacy likes that I only watched one episode and it was not bad, but I didn't watch any more. But it's got Steve Carell and Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston in it, and that's yeah. like, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's Doctor Manhattan's name from the movie? Uh, what's yeah, his Billy real Crudup. name? Crudup, yeah, yeah he's in it, and he's really good in it. I get him um, and Jim Caviezel mixed up all the time. Yeah, I can see that. Is it oh, they were both. One was Jesus. One was Doctor Manhattan. Well, yeah. apparently Jim Caviezel Same power is like, set though. Apparently, Jim... up was in Almost Famous, and Jim Caviezel was in that Death Row Escape movie we watched. Yeah, Jim Caviezel apparently is like a huge asshole in real life, and like a right wing psychopath. So, oh, good. Yeah. Um, that is it. Uh, TJ, I don't. Yeah, TJ, TJ you're left, right? Yeah, and so is Sean. Um, well, you go first. But I'll go. I watched three things. Uh, I watched a movie on Amazon called the what the fuck was it called? The Torture Chamber of Doctor. Dude, stop! I just started that today. I was gonna like. I was like, what the fuck is this about? Uh, you can stop. It's really bad. Oh, is uh, it? It's the Torture Chamber of Doctor Sadism. It's got Christopher Lee in it, right? Yeah, he's in it for like ten minutes. So the problem oh. is like, so the cover. It's, like, really trashy, and it's got, like, this, like, half-naked woman. So I thought it was going to be, like, one of these, like, grindhouse, like, 70s movies no, made not? in Italy that was, like, full of violence and nudity. And you watch it, and it's this just really slow fucking, like, hammer-style horror movie where, like, it, basically the premise is, is that Christopher Lee was this, like, 
he wasn't named uh, Doctor Sadism, unfortunately. <laughs> and that's kind of putting all your cards yeah, on the but table. His name like, is like his name is literally like Acula or something like so fucking stupid. It's like Doctor Doctor Acula. Doctor It's like very close. Dogs, look it up. What his fucking name is? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like it's like Dr- Ragula. Or, I think it's Ragula. I yeah, think it's Ragula. I almost Ragula. Like the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, but that's his the name wrong is movie. fucking Ragula. And yeah. it's Christopher Lee who, if you didn't know, played Dracula in a bunch of Hammer Horror movies. So he's fucking Dracula, basically. He's drawn and quartered in, like, the first two seconds of the movie. And then, like, these people are brought, like, they, they, they fast forward, like, 30 years. And these people are, are get invitations to his castle. And then, like, the movie takes, like, forever for them to get to the castle. And then he's alive again. And he's like, oh, I need to sacrifice you and this other chick that, like, like your parents killed me, but you look exactly like your parents. It was dumb. It was fucking dumb. No titty, no blood. Oh, man. It was man. stupid. I like, hate it. I, st- I got through the opening credits, and then I How do you not watch it? a movie with that title? I was yeah. going to watch Torture Chamber of Doctors. Like, it was all. Yeah. And the, Please, the Mr. Sadism was my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> cover, I didn't go to sadism school for six years for you to call me Mr. <laughs> the fucking cover, if you click on the cover for Amazon, it's literally like this half-naked woman. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, again, I've seen tons of movies like this. Like, you know, there's tons of exploitation movies from that era. You thought it was going to be like a puppet master versus demonic toys? Yeah, kind no, of thought, sure I thought it'd be like, like uh, Elsa, she-devil of the SS, where it's I like full of like, tits, full of violence. Yeah, like... like Give me something like, like that. blood bucket of tits too, like just something it's, fucking rad. But no, it's full of neither. It was very boring. I thought that like some of the like, I it, obviously it was shot on like a soundstage. I thought some of the like sets were really cool and creepy, but like it, it was boring. Well, I thanks for know. saving me the trouble. Yeah, Apparently, it's based on the Pit and the Pendulum. I, I have no. I, I've read the same thing. I have no idea what aspect of this movie is based on the Pit and the Pendulum. The Pit and the Pendulum is about a guy that got, gets captured during the Spanish Inquisition and is literally in a fucking pit and a pendulum, and it's about to kill him. None well, of that is in this movie. Was there? A pit? I didn't expect that. Yeah, right. It's a very, it's a very on the nose. It's very escape from New York. Like it tells me exactly what I need to know. I I, I mean, it's an Edgar Allan Poe story. Of course, I've read it. Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the the torture chamber of Doctor Sadism is not great. Um, What else did I watch? I watched Lamb A twenty four's Lamb. Did it have A twenty four vibes? Yeah, it did. I we can't afford Lamb. I, I said that to myself every time I saw the title. It's ham book. It's ham book. It's not. I can't afford lamb. It's ham book. And he has uh, a gun. I think he's aiming at his family. Yeah, he, he, yeah he's about to kill himself in the beginning of that. Uh, also, that actor in that sketch was in a really great exploitation movie called Fight for Your Life, where it's a it's about a white family fighting a black family, and there's trailers cut for white racists and trailers cut for black racists. It's hilarious. Mm. Um, but anyway. Uh, Lamb is a movie that I wanted to like a lot, and I didn't like it a whole lot. Like, I I think, like, it's got a lot of themes, and it's shot well, and it's acted well, but it doesn't have a storyline. Like, the plot is just fucking paper thin, and the ending is just, like, like, they entered, I don't want to give anything away, because I'm sure people are going to see this, but, like, they introduced something really cool like right literally right before the movie ends and then it just stops because you're like oh this is like the movie's about to pick up and then it's over um 
I don't know. There's like again, there there's a lot of tension in this movie. I thought they did a really good job building tension. Like it felt like a hereditary or like another like a, like a Ari Aster movie, you know, with A24 vibes. Like a Midsummer also does a good job of building tension. But it, it, my my takeaway from the movie is if you build up all this tension, you need a payoff and there's no payoff in this movie. It's a lot of just quiet scenes, a lot of scenes that just go very long and I'm and trust me, I'm okay with boring long takes and shit like that, but you got to give me something to chew on at the end and it didn't. I again, I really wanted to like this movie. Like I was very much looking forward to this movie and apparently this movie has a lot of basis in uh, Icelandic folk tales. Maybe if I learn about those folk tales, maybe I'll have a better understanding of the movie, and more, appreciate it more upon a second viewing. But as it stands, I didn't care for it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. So you shouldn't have to read. You shouldn't have to read the source material to understand the movie. I completely yeah, agree. It should I add. Totally, like, I, uh, I totally agree. Like killing right, a like sacred deer. Right? What I will say, I will say though, yeah. in in other movies' defenses. Like like a like a Thirteen Assassins is a the movie I love, Kashi Miike movie. There's a character in that movie that to me, oh he's yawning, he didn't want to hear. It. But uh, to me, as like a Westerner, there's a character that like literally dies and then shows up at the end and he's fine. And he also has a reference to his origins that I didn't really understand. But apparently, if you're Japanese, like that guy is a wood yokai, like a wood spirit, and like everyone knows that story in Japan. So, like, they didn't even bother to, like, explain it in the movie. So, like, there is instances where, you know, cultural relevance does play into it. I'm not saying that Lamb is this case. Yeah, but, you know, but 13 Assassins absolutely fucking bangs. Well, it still is a good movie not. beyond that. But I can't, I, you can't show me a fucking American person that watched that movie and didn't have the same thing. Like, why the fuck is that guy alive again? I just wrote it off as Takashi Miike not knowing how to make a film. I was oh like, yeah, because he he's incompetent in making films. Obviously, <laughs> well, he makes so many, he gets confused on which one he's making at the time. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Maybe that gives yeah, he, a lot. He makes like know. six movies at once. So uh, anyway, yeah. So I watched Lamb. I watched uh, the Torture Chamber of Doctor uh, Sadism, and then I also watched one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. I watched The Many Saints of Newark. Mm-hmm. Um. It's unbelievably bad. Like, it's written by, like, a six-year-old. Like, I don't... I can't... Like, I, I, I was shocked... And to be about, clear, that's the Tony Soprano origin story. Yes, it's a... It's the Many Saints of Newark. Uh, a Soprano story is the full title. Uh, I was shocked to find out that David Chase co-wrote this screenplay. It is... So you fucking think he bad. actually co-wrote it, or he just got a credit because the character... No, he co-wrote it. Because he talked, he did a bunch of interviews with it. Like, this is the most, like... I, I believe it was a poking, and I un- have to go now. Dude, this was such an unfocused mess. Like, it's funny, right? Because it feels like it's a two-hour pilot to a show that's never going to happen. Because Let me guess. A Bernthal's in it, but he's only in it for, like, five minutes. He's in it? So you have fucking John Bernthal, who's fantastic. <laughs> he plays Tony's dad. And yeah, I know, like, I, I'm, I guess I should preface by saying I'm a big Sopranos fan. Like, I've watched it all the way through at least three times. Like, I'm a big fan of Sopranos. And, and before you snicker, back in the 2000s when, like, all you had was the fucking DVDs, like, you have a lot to watch. <laughs> you kids today don't know. But I watched the Sopranos a bunch. I'm a big fan of the Sopranos. And yeah, 
Tony's dad was always described as never being around. Well, they took that to its fucking like most like literal conclusion because John Bernthal is never around in this movie. You see him and you're like, oh, cool, John Bernthal. I love John Bernthal. And every scene he's in, big surprise, he's great. And also the funny part is, I, 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 I'm going to make this brief because I could go on for a fucking hour about how bad this fucking movie is. There's a, a way they could wrote him completely out of the movie because he goes to jail pretty early. But then they fast forward to when he gets out of jail and then he's just not in the fucking movie. Um, the most Does egregious he thing work by the hour or something because it seems like this happens in every movie he's in. I think that he's too good, and they're like, "Fuck, he's gonna outshine everybody else in this movie, so we gotta write him out." No, he has that Bruce Willis clause. He's like, "You got one day." <laughs> um, I, I the worst part about this movie is it has no central plot. Like, there's no point to this fucking movie. It's got a hundred side plots. Is it, Which is it just one of those things that it just relies on your knowledge of the television so, show? So it's just like, oh, this is stuff you know well, from not, them talking. Oh. I mean, not really, but there is a like, it's funny because David Chase has always been a guy that's like, I don't listen to the fans, like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that is this. But there's like so much stupid fan service in this fucking movie. Oh, do like, we find out that Polly Walnuts got his nickname because the Imperial Guards at the gate when he was trying to leave <laughs> Karelia was like, oh, what's uh, your last name? And he's like, all I got is his Walnuts. Not not quite that bad, but I'm glad you brought up Polly Walnuts because there are actors. There's a Polly Walnuts guy, and there's there's a young Polly Walnuts, and there's a young Silvio, and they are literally just like cosplayers. It's the most embarrassing shit you've ever seen. Like they're not acting; they're literally just doing like bad impressions of the older versions of the actors. Also, both of those guys were like schlubs. Why are they even around thirty years ago? Like you can show them maybe once, but why are they such an important part of? I'm sorry. There is like a very confusing like race subplot in this movie because they talk about the Newark race riots. And like if there's one thing David Chase should never write, it's black characters because he doesn't understand them. He has like it is so tone deaf and weird. And it doesn't it also ultimately when the movie's over, it doesn't fucking matter. Like the, the main character, Harold, who's like or one of the main characters, Harold, who's the black guy who, again, is dealing with the, the the racial component of this movie, he doesn't ultimately, like, fucking matter at the end of the day. It's like, you you think about it, you're like, oh, you could have cut him out completely and the story would have been exactly the same. Um, it, it, it sucks because the main actor, who it really is his movie, I know they marketed it with uh, James, James Gandolfini's kid, but he's barely in it, too. Uh, it's the guy from um, Pollux Troy and also from Artist. Oh, Art yeah, yeah, yeah. That actor is really good, and he's trying to fucking hard out, but this script is so fucking bad. And the other problem is that Sopranos was great because it was a dissection of the cool mob guy. Like, Tony Soprano was a fucking loser, and, like, all of his crew were a bunch of dorks that didn't know what the hell they were doing. And that was where, like, that was the, the heart of the story. It was, like, the minutiae of being, like, a small-time mafioso. It wasn't, like, hey, the cool mob guy... And now, like, this movie is like, oh, they're all cool mob guys again. And it's like, what? Like, I, I hated this movie. I, you know, I, I broke my rule where it's like, after 20 minutes, I turn it off. I didn't. I kept watching it. And I was right. I should have turned it off. It's fucking terrible. I gained nothing from that extra fucking, what, hour and hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes left of this piece of shit. Uh, it's awful. 
it's going to be hard to be a worse movie that comes. Like, I don't even know if this is. I think old is better than this. That's Whoa. how bad this fucking movie is. Like, it's so fucking. The fucking direction is terrible. Like, s- scene transitions are literally just like, all right, let's just just cut to the next scene. Like, there's no particular reason for it. Oh, we need Harold. We need Harold to fuck the main guy's girlfriend. Just cut to it. No, don't ever bring Star up Star Wipe. Yeah, where the Star Wipes. Yeah, dude, it's so fucking bad. Like, there's so many times where you're like watching the movie and you get like fucking whiplash. You're like, wait, what? Like, why are we here now? Like, I oh, one last thing. I, I'm again, I'm sorry. I, I might do like a whole show on this movie myself because I hated it this much. There is a scene. Oh, oh, two things. There is so the, the movie opens up with they're in a graveyard and it's Christopher, fucking Christopher doing a voiceover from beyond the grave and then they like they're like oh that's 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 tony as a kid he's the guy that killed me and then the voiceover just stops like why did you introduce it and never use it again what the fuck was the point of that it's it's so fucking bad and then later on when when kid tony like kid fucking little fat James Gandolfini's like, hey, let me see baby Christopher. Baby Christopher's like, wah, wah. And he's like, every time this kid sees me, he cries. And then some old bitch is like, kids from the babies sometimes take lessons from beyond the stars. So like, okay, baby Christopher knew that Tony is going to kill him. Like, well, fuck you. Like, fuck this movie. David Chase choked to death. Never write anything. <laughs> You're fucking awful. The only redeeming factor of this movie is David Chase has, like I said, he's gone on record to say he hates. He basically hates the fact that he wasn't a movie writer. He like he wanted The Sopranos to be a movie, but he couldn't get it sold anywhere, so he went to HBO. And he kind of seemed to always resent the fact that he was a television writer. And I think he genuinely, he's like a Bruce Willis, right? Like Bruce Willis always wanted to be a musician. And he seems to like actively hate the fact that he's a movie star. I think that David Chase hates the fact that he's a successful television writer. And I think he made this movie to punish all of us. Like, I, I think he intentionally like just tanked this fucking movie. There's no way that the guy that wrote The Sopranos was like, yeah, all this stuff is cool. Like, it, it's, it's one of the worst pieces of shit ever. Also, the guy that directed it is the guy that directed Terminator Genesis and Thor The Dark World. So, you know, they really went out oh, there to get Marvel movie. They really went out there to get a quality director for this piece of shit. This movie <laughs> sucks. I hate it so fucking much. Like, I I'm mad I watched it. I'm mad I wasted my fucking time. Anyway, Sean. Oh shit. Well, how do I follow that? I watched a couple things. I'll be brief. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, I watched five minutes of Prisoner of the Ghost Land, and I was like, this is too much. I got to watch this later. Oh, like, I, I got can... that. It's, yeah, I, I yeah, was yeah, yeah. to watch that. That's, a, yeah. that's directed by the guy that made Tokyo Tribe. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I got to. This is like one of those movies I actually have to watch and not fucking like build a ship in a bottle or shit I usually do in movies are on. It's the new watched... uh, Nick Cage movie for those that you yeah. don't know. I watched two of those Untold, I think they're called, on Netflix. One of them was about uh, the real-life Tony Soprano buying his son a hockey team, which was totally watchable. <laughs> what is and, that called? Uh, I think it's called Untold. It's like some sports talk. They're trying to make like 30 oh, for 30s. Mm-hmm. Is the oh, other one, okay. did you watch the other one, The Malice at the Palace? No, I watched the Christy Martin one, the boxing oh. one. I'm going to watch The Malice in the Palace one. I uh, saw that on Netflix. Like We just got Netflix again today, and I saw that, and I was so fucking excited. Yeah, it's, it's, I can't it's wait pretty to watch good. I watched it this week so we can talk about it. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah. 
it's it's good it's worth it like it's it's great the interviews they got with all those guys and like meta world peace is just as insane now as you would imagine he (laughs) he would be Um, yeah it's 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 great it's really cool it's not it's by no means uh up there with the uh the last documentary yeah like the last dance has ruined sports documentaries i think forever yeah it can't it can't touch that but i mean for a for a freestanding thing it's it's fantastic yeah yeah it's like dreams the last dance and like everything else um i'm the one i watched about christy martin the first like really popular female boxer and the story's super fucked up but it is kind of funny that when she achieves her like of lesbian final form and comes out of the closet she looks exactly like Frances mcdormand and burn after reading <laughs> like uh the the only other thing i watched was uh paul schrader's the card counter which is a movie i was really looking forward to uh-oh there sounds like a butt coming no, in no it's um the movie's great uh it's very like it feels like um He's making a forgiveness trilogy, like the vengeance trilogy, because the movie's all about like, can we be forgiven, and like, what, like, uh, what's our culpability, and like, it, I don't want to reference a book, but there's a uh, the Cat's Cradle Gross. by Kurt Vonnegut. There's a very short chapter about next Nazi doctor that's like working yeah. on this island to save people, mm-hmm. and they're like, why does he work like that? And he's like, well, he figures by the time he if he works day and night like this and saves people all day long, he'll break even somewhere around twenty four fifty six with all the people that he killed. And yeah. it's kind of like it's a similar theme to that. Oscar Isaac's probably one of our best actors, like period. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fantastic. The the best thing about Oscar Isaac is like you can tell every woman that's in a scene with him in any movie wants to fuck him so bad. Like you can <laughs> just see it in their face. Like it's like he's in there with Tiffany Haddish, who is actually a pretty decent dramatic actress. She's a little rough. You can tell it's not quite her element because she does so many comedies. But she's very good in the movie. Unfortunately, um Art Freemus is a main character in this movie and he is the dirt worst actor. Tyler, Tyler is Sheridan. Ty Sheridan. It's like Oscar Isaac's an F16 and he's tied to Ty Sheridan who is a building. You know what I mean? Like it's just like every time he tries to go somewhere, he is just yanked down and plummets back to earth talking to this guy and like I don't know what he's doing, but if Paul Schrader and Steven Spielberg can't get a good performance out of you, like, you should probably give up. He was also Cyclops, wasn't he? Yes, he, this yeah. is a reunion film, because uh, he was Cyclops in uh, Apocalypse. <laughs> I, thought he was, I thought he was okay in Mud, wasn't he? I didn't see Mud. I have it, but I've never was watched it. Was he in Mud? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. And yeah, he, he is good he is in good Mud. But, yeah. Is he, but like, Mud's a like... little-ass kid in Mud? Yeah, he's, yeah, okay. he's like, yeah, yeah. 12 or something, and it's real, yeah. But that's like a really naturalistic performance, and I don't feel like any of the other stuff he's been in gives him that, like, gee golly, I'm a youngster vibe. Now he's, like, kind of big, and, like, it makes his performance more goofy. Like, I don't know, man. Willem Dafoe's in it, and he's great. Uh, The movie's not really about uh, counting cards. It's kind of like, but it reminds me a lot in a weird way of Rounders, but if Rounders was a good movie. Uh, Shots fired, dogs. (laughs) Oh, I you know what? I could probably stand rounders as an artifact unto itself, but I feel like it's responsible for that like surge of dipshits playing poker nonstop that I kept getting invited to, and I didn't care for that. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I, I'm a big, big fan. Like it's it's a ten if Ty Sheridan is replaced by literally anybody else on Earth. It's an eight with him. I have to watch it. I think Rounders yeah. is also responsible for me eating entire racks of Oreos at a time. 
Oh, yeah, that's, it's also, that's what was responsible for that. It's also partially <laughs> responsible for my like burgeoning homosexuality with Famke Jansen's big square jaw, but that's mm. kind of beside the point. Yeah. That, I'm looking at you, Goldeneye. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I watched. Nice. All right, let's get into our feature presentation. The uh, Mento. I think Mento. I feel like this is going to be pretty Everybody's quick. seen this butt, Except Alex, Alex, correct? I think Alex yeah. should walk us through it then. Yeah. Nope. Alex, what happened? In, oh. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, so, Nate, what happens in Memento? Well, uh, do you want me to go chronologically or do you want me to go in the way the film presents it? Go chronologically the way the film does it. Oh, okay. So in order of the film. Yeah. Paul, so uh, you see I'm going to, before you even start, I'm going to say that I, while I was watching this, I was reminded uh, by my own brain that there was a version of this movie that came out on Blu-ray where you could watch it in chronological order. Which Why is would you ever do that? Fucking thing I've, I, I never did, but I was like, that is such a stupid ass idea. Who was like, yeah, let's do that. Like, Anyway. Yes, no, it'd be memento for idiots. All right, continue. Um, Are so you yeah, really uh, going to pass this off to Nate Gox? That is cowardly. No, I'll do it. I, I got it. I got it. No, uh, no, TJ, no. TJ said it well. He posted on Facebook that this is oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. film equivalent of a roguelike. You learn a little bit more the longer you go into the movie. Yeah, see, guys, um, that's why you should follow me on Facebook. You, you miss gold posts like that. The movie opens with Guy Pierce, who was supposed to be Brad Pitt, but Brad Pitt turned it down. Is that shooting right? Shooting Joey oh. Pants in the back of the head. And we're like, know you know, yeah, you know, it's, it was originally the, the cast. Yeah. Huh. Okay. What's that? What were you saying? Alex? I'll, 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 I'll share it later. Okay. He'd like it better if it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same sunken in like strong, strong man jaw. But uh, anyway. so this is the second movie that we've done because we did the fountain too, where it was originally supposed to be Brad Pitt. It was because Hugh Jackman took over that role. So this is a, a role where Brad Pitt was supposed to be in the movie, and then uh, Guy Pierce took over. Interesting. Yeah, got jacked and pierced. <laughs> I, uh, and and I think Guy Pierce is really good in this movie. Personally. Oh yeah, no, he's Agreed. phenomenal. I mean, so yeah, so Guy Pierce shoots Joey Pants in the back of the head. Then we rewind a little bit. We find out, oh, hey, he was uh, he believes that uh, Joey Pants killed his <laughs> wife, raped and murdered his wife. We rewind a little bit more. Uh, you keep rewinding. You find out Guy Pierce is this guy who has a, a memory problem that means that he's not he can't make new memories since the day that his wife was raped and assaulted and he intervened, uh, hitting his head on the side of the sink or something uh, during the battle. Yeah, that's um, never really clear. Like, so yeah. the flashbacks to that point are very vague. So you don't know, like, he, he says it. He's like, well, I can't make new memories since the accident. But they don't really get into, like, why. Like and it's be- all because basically. Let me pause you real quick. I got a weird reading of this movie, and I've seen it a bunch of times. That maybe he's actually lying, or like his. It's like a psychological. You know what I mean? You know how he keeps trying to put on Sammy, like, oh, it's a psychological thing. I just didn't quite believe him. Like when it finally gets mm-hmm. to the reveal. So you're later saying on, well, that makes sense because he. I mean, it, well, again, like I mean, whatever. Spoilers for a yeah. fucking twenty year old movie, but he, Sammy Jenkins, is him. So that yeah. would make sense if he's like saying, "Well, Sammy Jenkins is a is a faker." Well, he's saying to himself that he's right. faking. But he's not even saying that. He's saying well, he's trying to defeat that fraud thing so he can convince himself that he actually has this problem. It's right. int- that's an interesting reading. That I kind of like. Yeah, I kind of took the same thing watching this too because it's like him trying to justify whatever. Well, that is. I mean, that's the thing about the ending of the movie. If we want to jump ahead, yeah, uh, go it's, for it. But it's like, fine. I mean, really, you can just say like the plot is basically. Every time we go a little further 
back or you know you it's every scene like, in reverse when yeah. i when i suggested this i was like that's kind of a noir right and then it opens up with that voiceover i was like oh, oh this is exactly yeah, oh, what it's, it's, it's absolutely a noir <laughs> yeah. and you're you're, yeah. you're you're finding out a mystery i mean the yeah. the twist is that it's a noir you know most noirs are mystery based but this is a mystery literally to the main character and what he does so it's, it's yeah. an interesting well, the idea that the ending is that that he decides to pursue the mystery that correct that Joey like Pants he, is he, the guy he who a, he's a sense targeting of purpose yeah like, yeah that he's, yeah there's he's nothing else he can do and he's like I'm going to do everything I can to convince myself which is what like when I and this is the second time I've seen this because the first time I saw it was like when it came out and then rewatching and I found myself going okay great then why does why does uh, Carrie Ann Moss have to be in the movie at all. Like, what because, is the point of her as a well, character if he if he was already deciding that he was going to allow himself to follow the trail, which means that he could be faking because he knows at, at least enough how to lay a tra- trail yeah, for himself. Yeah. Well, she I mean, doesn't like, have to be in the movie. Well, no, so to that end, right, I guess we're just... So the rest of the movie is just you follow it all the way back to the beginning, and the, and the beginning of the whole thing is you find out that, you know, Joey Pants is like a dirty cop who's sort of been using uh, Guy Pierce? I think he thinks he's like getting some. He's like, I'm going to use you, but at the same time, give you something. To, as well, long as you're going to put this effort out into the world, yeah, I might as well use it for my own gains. So, it's so he a good tries movie to use it to rip off a drug dealer. Nobody's motives are entirely clear. You know what I right. mean? Like, there's that mm, yeah. maybe. Well, Joey Pants, Joey Pants is definitely, I mean, trying to make money because the drug, the what's yeah. his name, the drug dealer that's Carrie Ann Moss's uh, boyfriend, he's like, oh, there's two hundred thousand dollars in that car. Uh, yeah, but like, so, like he ahead. he's he's using. So, like, I think like another reason why you know we we talked just a second ago about what makes this a noir. I think that none of the characters are any good either. They're all they're they're all no. not even shades of gray. They're all fucking selfish, evil people. I mean, Carrie, like they're all using, they're all using Guy Pierce. And then if you go by Sean's reading, Guy Pierce is willingly becoming this instrument of murder, like for, oh, yeah. for whatever reason. I, I think that's I mean, absolutely Carrie, what the ending says is that he's like, okay, yeah, I'm but, opting in. This is how I do but it. Yeah, but Especially Carrie because Moss, they keep making the, go ahead, dogs. I'm sorry. But, let's see, like, but Carrie Ann Moss matters because she's the disruptor into, because even, Joey Pants says it at some point. He's like, you know how many John G's there have been? Yeah. Like, presumably, like, like fucking uh, he, Guy Pierce has put at least more than one person in the ground over well, Yes, yeah, that kind of ties tags to what I was going to say is, like, he keeps making that point of, like, you can learn through repetition. So even if he isn't, like, totally outwardly aware, like, he's conditioning himself to be a better killer. Like, he's getting better at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, but her character basically... You know, she's just like the disruptor of the fact that her boy got killed and Teddy is like she sees Teddy as the scam artist. And I will say I th- I thought I, remembered... I don't think she sees him as a scam artist. I think she just wants him dead. I don't no, think no, scam she, she just wants cop. revenge. She just yeah, wants yeah. to get rid of Teddy. But yeah. so I think that in my when I remember this movie, uh, which is the funny thing to say about this movie, I remembered Carrie Ann Moss having a much bigger role in this movie. She's barely in it. But her one scene, that one scene where she basically unravels everything right in front of him, like when she steals yeah. all the pens, that's yeah. a fucking awesome yeah. and scene. And she's like, yeah. she's like, it doesn't matter what the fuck I say to you because you're just gonna forget. And then like, I think well, something it's a hard R word there too. So, oh yeah, 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 big fan of that. I always love when they drop the the, the retard. In well, you there, also but... have to have a femme femme fatale in like a classic noir story. So like, 
even if like plot she isn't like super functional she's like thematically functional you know but, but she's definitely Christopher Nolan's best written female character right like I, yeah, yeah well she doesn't die the, the yeah, most depth, lines. like yeah well and she has agency like she's yeah. actually doing things to to manipulate yeah, he, him that not, no one else ever he's does. not great at female characters but uh <laughs> yeah and so one thing too that I that I like as this movie progresses is you know, I feel like the segments are, they get shorter and shorter. Like his memory yeah. seems to get shorter and shorter and shorter. Like when it starts out, it seems to be like a full sequence. And then by the time you get to like the Carrie Ann Moss point, like when she tells him, like, it doesn't matter what the fuck I say to you because you're not going to forget. He forgets in like, like that. The and movie it's like, gets hectic. Like the, like yeah, the yeah, scene yeah. transitions start going like, bam, bam. It, 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 like, it's like 10 minute sections. Yeah, it's yeah, never like entirely clear. And I think that's what helped read into the fact that he might be sort of complicit in it. Because like, it seems like as long as it happened during that day, he remembers at the beginning. Yeah. And then like, as it goes on, like you said, it gets shorter and shorter depending on what's going on in the scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Carrie and Moss scene, he forgets in, like, five minutes. Like, he, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's over, and then she come back in. And, and, you know. and, like, let's, like, just dissecting that scene, like, her, like, wrath and venom when she leaves the building, his panic, then she sits in the car for two minutes, then she comes in and just completely sells the fuck out of it. And yeah. then you just watch his eyes glaze over of just, like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah. it's, like, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. wonderfully ad- directed and wonderfully acted scene. Like, it's, like, a credit to both of them. Yeah, that, that part where she's like, what's the matter to lose your pen? Like, yeah. it's really good. Or the part where they spit in his beer. Yeah. Yeah, that's disgusting. It was yeah. so gross. It, it, it was nice to see Stephen Tobolowski pop up. Like, he's always great. Also, Thomas <laughs> Lennon is in this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the Tom screen Lennon. test for The Dark Knight or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's so Wait, funny. Stephen Tobolowski, Ned Ryerson. No, it was yeah. Stephen Tobolowski. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, oh, in yeah. Uh, Groundhog Day, yeah. Oh, right, right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We kind of blistered through the, the plot, but yeah. Uh, what else do you want to... Alec, what do you want to talk about? You haven't said anything. Yeah, I really don't have anything to say. What? Uh-oh. Yeah. Like, Christopher Nolan is so far up his own asshole. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Hmm. That that man, that like, man, it's either that man man. <laughs> he either makes gold or he has these ridiculous concepts that he just like scrambles to write a plot around because well, he thinks I, the concept is so I am, cool. You know what it is? I, Pause. I don't ahead. think you don't you dislike Christopher Nolan. I think you dislike Jonathan Nolan. Maybe because <laughs> like you like the non-Jonathan Nolan written. Uh, movies, it seems like. Um, I like the Batman's. I like Inception. Yeah. Well, technically, I like, I like Nolan the wrote this movie too. It was well, based on a script. Yeah, it was based on a book by his brother. Yeah, Ooh. a short story. Do <laughs> not like Tenet. There was a Tenet Another movie that goes in backwards. This, there's a Tenet moment in this movie when I, I didn't like. There's a moment where the gun catches a bullet, and I was like, oh. I wonder if that was the start of that idea. Also, like mm-hmm. the very the very first thing you see is that picture. The, the Polaroid, the going in reverse. Reverse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah which I thought was cool. I, th- um, so I, have, I have two questions about this movie. One, one question is, um, how did everybody feel about, like, Guy Pierce's monologue while he's in bed with Carrie Ann Moss and she's asleep? He's, like, muttering about his mission. And I was trying to figure out if that was supposed to be, like, a dream state thing, if we were supposed to see that as 
this is uh, I, this is him just trying to hold on to some sort of semblance of consciousness or or what because it seemed really loud and on the nose i mean me personally i think that there's there's also that scene later where he buys a hooker to like reenact hooker? like his wife and like i think it's just more of that like i think he you know he talks early on about like how like he he, he talks about how memory is unreliable when even when you have a memory mm-hmm. and i think that like I think that a lot of this is him. I think, I think that like I talked about earlier, like his uh, degradation, the scenes, how they get shorter and shorter and shorter. I think his, his like long-term memory is also going and he's scared of that. So I think there's a lot of things that he does again, like Sean said earlier, how he talks about how through repetition and through like, if you have a system, you can beat this. And I think that he is kind of lying to himself and trying to, bring stuff back into his head. I, I, that's how I took it anyway. No, that's yeah. fair. Cause it, I mean, it is, it, it's interesting. Like if you lost, if well, yeah, obviously us, his long-term memory doesn't work because of the whole reveal where it's like, your wife was a diabetic. He's like, no, she wasn't. And he goes, you sure about that? Yeah. 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 And he doesn't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, he yeah. doesn't realize that he's fucking, what's his name? They, I mean, that, that's like the whole, that's the big reveal, right? Well, it's, no, there is, there was a Sammy Jenkins. I mean, there, Joey Pants has this drop line where it's like, Sammy Jenkins was a con man or fraud. Fuck him. Like, but right, yeah, right, he's right. himself. He just doesn't realize that the story he's telling is his own. Right, right, right. Yeah. The, the other thing that, that I thought was interesting, and I totally forgot from the first watch was, was him burning all of the mementos of yeah. his wife mm-hmm. in the middle of the, in the middle of the film. Yeah. And kind of like, Oh shit. Is that where they get the name of the movie from? <laughs> no, they got it from the mints. But I mean, like, is that, is that the, I mean, is that the turn where you're saying, okay, now, now he's just choosing to be a murderer. Like, is that, is that the point yeah. where it's like, am I going to choose to be a murderer or not? Well, I think, it's right, after, I think it's, it's right after the hooker scene, right? And he realizes yeah. he got nothing out of that. Yeah. Well, no, like, I think it's also that like, he does like, he has some kind of conscience and he's somewhat like at least subconsciously aware of what he's doing. And he needs to start like taking things away to help him not remember. So he feels better about it. Cause like right. when, he ha- when, he, when he has the hooker, like, Oh no, put it here. No, you put it there. It's like, he could put, if his memory was the way he says it is, he could put the shit around the room, walk out of the door and then come back. Well, like when he ordered and- the hooker, when she showed up, he shouldn't know what the transaction was going on. That's right. really well. That that's what that is the point. I mean, that's what he wants. No, 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 yeah. no. But like, he shouldn't. When she shows up, he should have been, like, been like, "Why are you here? Right? Oh, Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in my so room?" So to that end, I think he is lying to himself, and to the whole Sammy Jenkins thing, right? Like he's like, but the fact that he's able to blend these things together, like he's blending in memories he's clearly made after this incident, right? He's blended in yeah. that the 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 insulin thing. He's just taking piece of it. As part of yeah. his justification, like I, I kind of took the same thing Sean did out of watching it this time. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I've never thought of that, but it that, that that definitely plays. Like I can see it. Yeah, it's the ultimate. Like I know you bring this up a lot, TJ. The ultimate unreliable narrator. You know, like oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean the whole the the, the crux of the movie is that he's an unreliable narrator. You know, yeah. Um, gets, again, like the conditioning thing, like. It starts to fit like, okay, why is this insurance adjuster such a good like fist fighter? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, he probably mm-hmm. does this shit all the time. Like yeah. he's gotten yeah. better at it. Also, like he's very like just think about that that in and of itself, right? He's an insurance adjuster that's like willing to kill people or at least one person. Like you know what I mean? Like he's a normal guy in theory, yeah. but like he's pretty he's pretty handy with a gun. 
pretty he's much clever enough to know how to take a door by like watching to see if someone goes to the eye hole and then oh, when he kicks the in. wrong apartment door oh, or yeah, the yeah. hotel door that shit's fun <laughs> but and then, um, like and like yeah. when did he learn to pick a lock like how did he learn did he know that before being uh like yeah you learn that in the insurance adjuster school <laughs> yeah in Actuary Academy, they teach you how to pick a Gudger, lock. Gudger College. Gudger College. <laughs> I heard of Pepperdine. Did you go to can, Pepperdine? Can I just take five seconds to praise Guy Pierce's stellar American accent? Like, not even joking. Like, yeah, yeah, how no, good it great. is. Because, I didn't, like, we, I didn't we know he was Australian for years. I didn't, this is the I, first I, thing I think I ever saw him yeah, in. And I think then when I, I found saw, he was Australian, blew my When mind. did the LA Confidential come out? Because it was one of those two that I saw first. It was right around this time. It came around, yeah. I think, 99 or 2000. Conf- LA Confidential was 97. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Because uh, like the thing I was telling TJ, I think, offline, that he can actually inflect with the accent without it falling apart. You know what I mean? Like He has different vocal range than like a lot of Europeans do in a... American accents and they're just look at it. Be- look at you, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah, <laughs> for real. But uh, yeah. What he master like, do you serve? He had, like, I won't. Fucking Guy Pearce in the, the like the late nineties. He had like a triplet of movie. He had this. He had Ellie Gomez. He had Ravenous, which I fucking love. And, and, oh, don't, yeah. and don't forget the time machine. machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. That movie, yes, the time sucks. Machine. That movie is so bad. <laughs> but I fucking love Ravenous. I think Ravenous I is the shit. Yeah, Ravenous is great. All right. Well, uh, anything else we're going to talk about for you into five knuckle shuffles? I am terrified of what is about to happen. I don't know. We're, now, now it's a challenge. we got to figure out how to fucking crack this egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I told TJ, I'm going to straight up commit suicide yeah, if Alec he, doesn't like you, this movie. Alec, now hey, Nate, we have an opening stuff. on the podcast. So <laughs> no, I don't know what you're doing on Sunday evenings. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to start working out if I'm going to fill in for Sean now. No, yeah. no yeah. go back yeah. to classic oh, Sean. Eat 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 classic Sean. Nobody likes new Sean. This podcast is my raging bull. Yeah, you don't want Sean light. Be Sean heavy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, what? Alec. Three. Oh, wow. Wow. bitch. Oh, <laughs> my oh, three. I, 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 like, don't know I don't know. Which, which Nolan wrote Tenet? Uh, Christopher. Christopher wrote Tenet. <sighs> yeah. Ryan. Um, Ryan Nolan. I even thought a hot brunette with a busted lip would push it over for you. Like I was like, she looks like she got beat up a little. Also, Carrie like, Moss is super hot in this movie. In, I mean, just in general, like but... like late nineties, two thousand hot. Like, like from the opening scene, the whole time I was saying this should be Brad Pitt because it's literally <laughs> the, the way he looks, his hairstyle, the way it's mm-hmm. dyed, his outfit is literally. And I know it's not lifted from because this came out first, but it's literally Brad Pitt's character from Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Like er- everything is one hundred percent that. Yeah. And Brad Pitt in this role would have been fucking dynamite. I mean, Guy Pierce. I mean, that's not the only. He's. Do you think Guy Pierce wasn't good in it? Um, I don't know. I find him kind of boring. Like I don't think he did anything to like. That made him stand out. Whereas, like, Brad Pitt always has, I don't know, his weird little tics he does and everything that makes it, like, his own and kind of exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Guy Pierce had to spend so much energy wrangling his, in his accent that he couldn't really uh, do anything else. 
like I don't know. This is like I've never seen this before. This is the first time I've seen it. I've heard about it for twenty years. So like I know going into it like what pretty much what it was. Like I knew the the bare bones plot of it, but no, not for me. So far, Noir October Noir is over two. All right, I'm going. I got next, and I'm terrified of my pick. But it... well, I'm going to tell you if if your pick, if I don't like your pick, I'm going to punish everybody with oh. my pick in oh, week man. four. All right, that's oh, fair. God. That's fair. All right, somebody just take knows. Ace Ventura, please. Before <laughs> <laughs> we can get over this, like I'm uh, depressed now. Uh, Sean, what do you think? Oh, that's a nine. I fucking love this movie. I was I was terrified of like the crow uh variation that like I was not going to like it. Like oh, this is gonna be some like fucking twenty year old Edge Lord movie. But I yeah. think this is kind of Christopher Nolan's best movie. <laughs> like I haven't seen Tenet. Um but it's a lot more my style of movie than a lot of his stuff is. I mean, I love other Christopher Nolan movies, like like I would before I watch this again, I would say Inception or not Inception. Um, the fucking magician movie. Why can't I ever think? The Prestige, Prestige is his best movie, but I really think it's this one, and it's very original. And like even like it's it's a movie I love that like even though you know what the twist is, it's still super compelling and it's really propulsive. Like it does because of the way it's edited and cut and jumps back and forth. I think it doesn't give you a chance to get bored at all. Um, yeah. I'd be fucking fascinated to watch the in order cut. Yeah, I I almost watched it for the show just to report on it, but I was like, no, nah, no thanks. Because I, I have the Blu-ray, I just yeah. I think Joey Pants is like very good in this. Like this is before he just be kind, became kind of like New York wise guy Joey Pants. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Carrie Moss is fantastic. And that guy that looks like the guy that's married to Tara Patrick, I forget what his name is, the motel clerk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. You know what I do find distracting, and it's not the movie's fault, is that chick from CSI plays his wife in the flashbacks, and she's yeah. such a nobody TV yeah. actor that it kind of throws me off in a weird way. I don't know why. But I, I fucking love this movie, man. I'm, I'm legit disappointed. I was like, well, he's going to like this, because at least it's, like, interesting. Like, even if you don't, like, love the performances and stuff, like, I think it's, like, an interesting plot, but I guess I'm fucking dumb, Nate. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's, like, an eight for me. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the rewatch, and, again, like, I knew, I remembered the twist at the end, I knew it was coming, but it was really fun to unravel again, and I put it together, I put everything together in a very different way. Like, you know, I, I, I would have watched this movie when I was, I don't know, 18 or something when it came out, yeah. like... My my world perspective is so different, and and the way that I attend to movies, well, just like and and my ability to like read cinema is different. Yeah. So, you know, don't talk about reading on the show. Please. I think I think it's pronounced cinema. Cinema. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's like it's it's beautifully performed for for how small of a of a movie it is because it's it's like three days is the is the entire time frame of the whole film. It feels like it, like at the beginning of the movie, it feels like it could be months long that you're going to unravel. And they're like, oh no, it's really only been a couple of days. And, and all of this weird shit has just been happening. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, I think it's got, it has humor in the right places. When, when they were spitting in his beer and that old guy at the bar laughs and you don't get that joke until the second time they go back through it, it's rewarding. Like it, it's legitimate, decent, like attention service, I guess, for, for watching the movie. 
Uh, and yeah, I, I think it is probably the best Christopher Nolan movie just because it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's simple, but it does everything. Like you feel bad that he killed his wife. You feel bad for the wife. You feel bad for her and for the, the proxy, uh, Sammy Jenkins wife with, and, and she's been in a lot of stuff too. She yeah, was like yeah. a nineties, like TV, definitely like TV guest star and a sitcom person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a great film. Uh, God. Yeah, it's also a nine for me. Like, I was worried that I was not going to like it again. On, I have not watched this movie in probably ten years, um, and I was concerned that it was going to be like one of those like young men movies. That I was like, oh, like a Boondock Saints. Like, oh fuck yeah, I love that movie when I was like in college. But now Ugh. it's like it doesn't hold up. Um, but thankfully, it's just like Boondock Saints. It holds up. Um, <laughs> it's just like Boondock Saints Two, All Saints Day. Uh, you know, I think God Gears is amazing in it. Carrie Ann Moss. I can't name three movies she's in. I mean, well, she three could name Matrix three movies. Three Matrix movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but she is just she's marvelous in this. She's so menacing and like Guy Pierce. I think he's great. And like, I, I feel like he's a he's an underrated actor because every time I think of like a lot of times I think of movies I really like, he's great in them like he's great in ravenous he's he's outstanding in fucking ellie confidential and you hate that character but then you like turn on it like you know it's like alec i, I can't remember did you character. like that movie ellie confidential i actually alec. fucking oh alec no i know you loved it yeah yeah i liked it okay Thank God. i okay. it that's okay. technically it was, a noir guess what my pick is for next week no um <laughs> but like i i think like watching it again this time Kind of like what Sean said, I picked up on a lot of stuff I had never really like picked up on before, or just like different ways of looking at it. Kind of like to Nate's point, and I don't know, it's, it it makes it a much more. The first time you watch it, you think it's kind of based. Like, okay, it's like, all right, he doesn't have memory. Based? He need based. He needs a he needs a <laughs> he needs a quest, so he keeps going on the quest. And you're like, okay, he just wants to, but like, you don't think about it like the rationale for it, or maybe his drive. Like, you don't. He's lying to himself, but like he's obviously lying to himself. No matter how you read the movie, but like how deep does the lie go? Sure, right? Um, yeah, I mean, because the final scene in the movie shows he's lying to himself. Yeah, you're, you're like right. Clear, to what degree but, is he actually doing? right? Is he lying to himself, knowing he'll forget it, or is he lying to himself, acting like he'll forget? Also, it? to Sean's Sean's point, and I know we keep referring to it, but like that's that's another interesting take because if he's willing to do it at the end of the movie. How many times has he done it before? You know right. what I mean? like, kinda... Is is John G even a person at all? Or is this like, I, I, and I think that's really compelling that it's like, okay, this guy's been killing dozens of John G's. Well, that's yeah. kind of what Joey pants says, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You, right. Took the pay, you took the pages out of the file to give yourself a mystery. Also, you picked John G. Yeah. Because you get know the, how many you... John G he even says it. You know how many John G's there are? I'm a John G. And remember his like files are like, redacted and he doesn't understand why well it's well, pretty he, clear by the end of the movie he did that right yeah. well he also says he has a great line where it's like you got to get out of here before people start asking questions why you're around here but the movie has only taken place over like two days so again the implication is he's been fucking hanging around this city just knocking off criminals or whatever the fuck for who yeah. knows how long forever yeah but yeah, it's a, it's a, I I still love this movie I think I think it's great I think I don't know if it's my favorite Nolan movie but it's I like it. I think I like it more than Tenet, and I think I like it more than uh, 
the um, Inception, it's probably up there with the Prestige or Dunkirk. Like it's like it's up there. Uh, TJ, uh, it's a nine for me. I I fucking love this movie. Um, I, I I'm probably the most hardcore Nolan fan out of everybody here. Like I I there's something about his movies. Like I just I don't know. I love the guy, and there like there is such a we've talked about it before. But I talk about, like, confidence in filmmaking. And, like, again, like, the only other movie he made before this was The Following, which is a relatively, like, low-budget short film um, that's also really good, but it's very small in scale, and it, it doesn't really deal with, like, a lot of the craziness. It does deal with time again. They made a TV show called The Following. The, the, the movie related. is just called Following. Following, yes. Yeah. Yeah. My fault. Um but th- I think that this movie is a very ambitious, like, like to make a major uh, film. This is a pretty ambitious project, and I think that he made a lot out of a little. Like, I doubt they spent a lot on this movie. You know, he got a lot of smaller actors. Uh, I mean, like, you know, Joey Pants is a character actor, but I think he does fantastic in this movie. I, I agree with Sean. I think this is his best performance that I've ever seen him in, and I generally like him as an actor. But, like, he really is playing a character in this movie. He's not just playing Joey Pants. Nah, when he was Cypher? Well, yeah, Cypher. <laughs> when I eat this steak, it is moist and delicious. <laughs> I mean, honestly... You got anything you want to say to Switch, you better say it now. Cypher is the most relatable <laughs> character in fiction, because if you're Hell not doing yeah. a Cypher thing, you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. no, I want to live in mud and rave and, like, shit. Like, Plug no, me in right now. Yeah, hell yeah. It's like being a Burning Man for eternity. Yeah, like, no hot shit. black chicks are gonna fuck Cypher. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Also like, true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I think I, I, I mean, I, again, like uh, me and Alec don't, don't see eye to eye on a lot of movies, but like I really like Guy Pierce in this movie, like a lot. Like I think it, I think Nate brought it up earlier. Like there is like humor in this movie, which is something that Nolan kind of is absconded from in most of all of his other movies. But like, there's some funny scenes in this movie, like when the guy is shooting at his car. Well, at first he's just like he's like tailing him. And then he like pulls a gun on him. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then like he, you know, he says some bullshit line like, "Hey, you want to buy it or something like that?" Like, yeah. well, that's another like, point in the movie with his unreliable memory because he's forgetting shit seconds after it's happening. You know what yeah, I mean? He's yeah. Forgetting oh, yeah, the part where he's like, the action. he's like, "Okay, I'm chasing this guy." Wait, no, yeah, no, 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 he's chasing love, me. Yeah, then yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Like, there's some like, I think that he he is like the perfect he has the perfect performance for this character because it it, it shifts so much between being serious and being violent and being confused. Like, I don't, I really, like, I, I loved his performance in this. And I honestly was like, why isn't he in more shit? Cause like, besides, he's in a, he's in a lot of, he's in a lot of stuff, but he's not the lead he's, in a lot of things. He's like, got 80 act, 80 credits. And he works. He's like, probably he's, still taking off that makeup. Yeah. He's, nah. probably yeah. Still, he's really good <laughs> in John Hillcoke's lawless. If you've ever yeah. seen that, he plays the villain in lawless. Yeah. He's, very that's good a good movie. he's really he was, good in the road for the 10 minutes. He's in it. Oh, I forgot he's, really good he's in, in the road. You're right. He's really good in bloodshot. Mm. Oh God, he was. He oh, was the. Fuck. I forgot about. Oh, and fuck, Iron Man yeah. Three. That movie saved my penis. He actually was good in Iron <laughs> Man. He was good in Iron Man Three. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I love this movie. Like I think Sean said it uh, to echo more of his statements. But like this is a movie I've seen a hundred times, and it's still like interesting to watch because the plot is very propulsive. Like you want 
like I know the twist, but it's still like interesting because like it doesn't it just forces you along. Like well, somehow just, they made an entire movie in media res. Like it's just like the entire yeah, film. I, I think that like a lot of times, you know, there's obviously there's a lot I, I I like I like a lot of movies that have like this sort of premise. Like I think you could argue that irreversible is like the kind of like the hardcore sequel to this movie because that whole movie is told directly in reverse. Yeah. Um, Despite think, the name of the movie. Yeah, well, it's a joke. I but uh, I, I like this movie a lot. I, I don't think this movie is bogged down by its premise. I think that it's it's actually, like, one of its strengths. I think that it's, like, very accessible. Because, like, I think a lot of times when you have, like, artsy-fartsy premise, like Irreversible, like, people are going to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what they were doing. But I think it's pretty obvious with this movie. Like, I think that this is, like, a, a like one of the happy mediums where, in most cases, you know, it's it, it, it'll appeal to the artsy-fartsy film loser like me, and it'll also appeal to, like, a general audience. Because, like, I, I know a lot of people that watch this when I was 19 years old. They're like, oh, yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. And it's like, yeah, like, it is. It's pretty good. It's so, much yeah, more approachable than Tenet, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I love Tenet. And I like Tenet. I thought Tenet was awesome. Uh, but uh, it's a it's a nine for me. If we're talking about our favorite Nolan, I don't know if this is it. My favorite Nolan's probably the Prestige, but I mean, I I really like all of them except for in, what's it called Insomnia, which was his yeah. follow up to this. Which is, Oof. I think I talked about it last week on the show. I remember seeing this movie and like, oh, this Christopher Nolan guy's awesome. What he's got coming up next? Oh, a movie with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. That'll be good. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Anyway, that's also noir. If somebody wants to pick it. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's that's uh, fucking memento. Who is fucking memento? It's fucking memento. Uh, Gogs has the next pick. So Break the Gogs. streak. I'm I'm trying. All right, so I'm going. Oh, pause. He's gonna pick Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Is there a is Who there Framed a, Roger Rabbit? Is there a Muppets noir movie? Yeah, the Great <laughs> Muppet Caper is a Muppets yeah. noir movie. Yeah. Isn't that Charles Grodin? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I am Charles Grodin. Nice. Um. <laughs> I am picking um, classic noir uh, uh, film, uh, 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 uh. Uh, Roman Polanski's Chinatown. Chinatown? Oh, oh, he's going to fucking hate that movie. no way Alex <laughs> like this. He liked no LA Confidential. Way. He liked no LA Confidential. I'm, liked I'm LA calling it now three or lower. Yeah. Well, here, I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Real I'll quick, what's... Alec, what do you Have know you about seen... Roman Polanski as a human being? <laughs> Uh, he's not he's not allowed back in the United States. <laughs> yeah, but, but neither was Leonardo DiCaprio in fucking Inception. So let's just leave that be. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, <laughs> All right. Or God, Alec, you haven't seen Chinatown, have you? No. I can't pick Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and I'm not gonna pick Sin City. So I'm gonna pick Chinatown. Oh, here's what here's what's at stake. If if I don't like if I don't like Chinatown, we're watching oh. the spirit. Oh no, yeah. we already reviewed it. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. Me TJ and, and I did a million years ago. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't um, suck. We're not watching that again. I mean, I'll, I know, I'll, I'll, I'll bet large on this one. Go ahead. If, if you're going to hate the spirit, Alex, <laughs> like I've seen it. I know it's terrible. <laughs> He's doing it as a get back. <laughs> I'm willing to think. I'm willing to think myself. All right, fine. Wait, what are we? Okay, so wait, what are we like? If, if Alec gives Chinatown a what? Or does it need to be an eight? Does it need to be a certified good ass movie? No, I mean, it's got to be a six or six better. Or okay, you'll know. You'll know if I like it or not. Yeah. Like, okay. 
Chinatown. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bet right now, as a listener of the show, I think you're going to like this movie, Alec. Is a really cool movie that is not gimmicky. Like maybe you're not into the gimmick of this. Chinatown has classic noir shit going on. And a very Chinatown like, is three hours long, if I recall. It is not a short movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I did not take into no no no. It's an hour. It's it's hundred and thirty minutes. That's two hours and ten minutes, not three yeah. hours long. <sighs> And it feels like six minutes. It's going to oh, go so boy. fast. It's not like you're watching the two Jakes. I mean, come on. I'm going to, I'm, the two Jakes I'm whatever. Sucks. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> yeah. playing my flag on Chinatown. All right. I love fine. And I, yeah, I love it too. It's a great movie, but I just, I don't know. I, but then again, I don't know. I thought he'd like this movie. What the hell do I know? Yeah. We'll see what general audience air thinks about this movie. <laughs> It's very, it's, it's, and then God, I hope he likes. It. I want, I want Alec to be like the one person the test screen movies to just to see what kind of fucking cinematic apocalypse would happen. After that. God, I don't want to watch the fucking spirit. I hope a lot of a lot of movies would not be. Is there any way we could like sweeten the movie? Can I like edit his version and put like tits in it or something? That like, movie is dying for tit. Yeah. Wait, the spirit. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was talking about the spirit. Oh, you're talking about oh. I'm talking about Chinatown. We, uh, like, we just photoshopped the Kembe Matumbo well, no, like, into the I'll movie. Upload, I mean, I'll upload <laughs> the Chinatown to the Plex, but it'll be like doctored by me. Like I'll yeah. put in like a movie he likes in the middle of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Faye Dunaway can be driving in the DeLorean at the end of the movie there instead, you know. of, oh, yeah. instead of a ragtop convertible. You want a realistic, down to earth movie filled with wizards <laughs> and robots? <laughs> yeah. If there's, oh, an I, I got it. if there's I got an it. iron, if there's an iron, giant <laughs> I got the perfect idea. I will upload. Safe. I will upload it to Plex, but I'll rename. It'll be Ready Player One, but I'll rename the file Chinatown <laughs> and put the Chinatown poster on it. So I'll watch me like, oh, what are you fucking LimeWire? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I don't know what you guys are talking about. But Chinatown rock. <laughs> Who knew that all of Ohio was programmed into one big VR simulator? <laughs> You'll never get Everybody any water. shut up and be cool. Never be cool about it. <laughs> oh god! All right. Okay. Oh, but then I'll watch. Oh yeah. No, I'm. Yeah. Because fuck it, Chinatown. I'm gonna. All right. This, like this is the noiriest of noirs. It's very noiry. Uh, Nate, thanks for stopping by. You got anything to plug? Uh, did go to readspaceboy.com and and buy books there to give to people you don't like because read. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, check out check out Nate's show. I've I I am a fairly regular listener now after oh, listening hey, to Sean's uh, X Men episode, however long ago that was. Yeah, and right on. Uh, it's pretty dynamite. It's a great hey, show. Thanks. It's a quality show. I I feel good listening to it because uh, his guests ramble just like we ramble, and I know so oh, I know yeah. we're not the only podcast that rambles. And oh yeah, no. for, Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I would I like to all periods of time. I would like to also express my fondness for that particular podcast. <laughs> Boo! That man's never listened to a podcast in his life. <laughs> Only listen to shows I'm on. Actually, I haven't even listened to those. So, but I'm sure. Uh, no, Big Idea is great. I do enjoy that show. Yeah, it's all, it's thanks on my for having me on. And I, I'll always be listening to this show. So Anytime you can, you can. When uh, when we eventually have to watch the fucking spirit, you're you're more than welcome to come back. <laughs> yeah, I'll, it is I'll, a stone cold lock. We're watching the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> 
God bless. The Stone Cold, Stone Cold Lock of the Century of the Week. Of the week. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. The fucking spirit. God damn it. Uh, I might just Sarah. I might just watch it now to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes back with an eight, you've done nothing. You just punished yourself for no He's reason. Not. Oh yeah, the, I, the I don't cinematic know. adventures of Gabriel mocked. Oh man! <laughs> All right, everybody, eat your own ass. Don't read any books, and uh, I don't know. Pray for us. Pray, Pray that Alex likes this movie. <laughs> I'm not a religious man, but pray for us, please. If, if he likes this movie, I'm going to legit throw my phone down like Ed Harris and Apollo 13 when they finally get the dudes back. Like, it is going to be the most unlikely thing. <laughs> Guys, the only reason you pick this is because you have the Blu-ray, like, in your hand. You're like, oh, I got no, I bought, I, I wanted. I've been wanting to watch Chinatown. That's my pick this entire season. That's, oh, I was going to be good. All right, cool. and I think it's gonna. I think it lines up. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna work. We'll see. It's so it. crazy. It just might work. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. All right. See you later. Later, right. bitch. Bye. Later, dude.